Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. Give your glucose alerts and readings from the G7. Do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. It's a numbers game with your host, Gil Alexander. Hour number two of the numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo Sling, Game Plus, or as I said last hour, hour zero of primetime action, which by the way takes place every Monday through Friday. People should know. Uh, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. I do it with my buddy Matt Brown, Daniel Alvari, Kelly Bidlin. We have a blast doing that show. In-game betting. Um, not as much during baseball season, quite frankly, as we do during basketball and uh, football. Basketball is really the most that we end up in gaming. Although football, we do a lot too. Uh, but baseball, we've all been kind of uh, we've been kind of nitty about it, to use the old poker term. Uh, haven't really been doing a lot with it lately, but that will pick up as the uh, postseason approaches. Brady Cannon will join us a little later to talk uh, WGC St. Jude FedEx from this past week, and of course the Wyndham Championship this week, the final PGA Tour event before the three-week FedEx Cup events. There's obviously uh, some uh, implications, though, this week. Some golfers trying to get in to the FedEx Cup, uh, which starts with 125 golfers, then gets reduced to 70, then gets reduced to 30. Do I have those numbers right? 125 to 70 to 30? I believe I do. And then Eric Eager talking uh, football with us. NFL, pro football focus. Always enjoyable to talk to Eric and get his macro perspective as the season approaches and preseason post-Hall of Fame game begins in earnest tomorrow, week one of the three-week preseason, which is which is really quirky, too, because then there's a week off, right? That week four that we normally have preseason gets replaced by a week off. It's not like we go right into the regular season. 
Uh, so I got to get I got to get Bob Stoll on Dr. Bob uh, to give his uh, week two preseason trend. I'm not a trends guy, but that's one annual trend that I do like to point out in NFL preseason. Uh, let's bring him in from under a cloud of smoke in Southern California to talk baseball with us. Jason Weingarten. How you doing, Jason? Pretty good. How's it going? I'm good. You and I have had this conversation before about baseball because you are one who has who has bet baseball for a very long time using predictive models. And it has come up and, and certainly more and more as the years go on. But last night was a great example of a night of baseball where the lines have gotten to the point now on a nightly basis where you just stare at them and you're like, wow, like, you know, five years ago, you know, or 10 years ago, the old Hector Noesi line, right, where you'd, you'd see one game of, of north of minus 200. And it was always like a, you know, a, a pitcher of prominence, right, a starting pitcher. Last night, just in the late slate of games, right, San Francisco was a minus 240 favorite with Alex Wood on the hill against the Diamond, uh, with, uh, yeah, with Wood on the hill against the Diamondbacks. The, uh, the, the Mariners, with Gilbert on the mound, were minus 215 favorites against the Rangers. By the way, they didn't win. They lost by a run. Uh, the Padres, not with any of their big-name pitchers, but with Stammen on the hill, they were minus 250 Hosting the Marlins, they ended up getting there by a run. By the way, the Giants also won by a run. And so the question for new baseball bettors who are listening, or for new-ish baseball bettors, and I'll pose this to you is, you know, if your model shows an edge on some of these big dogs, like the Rangers, like the Marlins, or the Diamondbacks in the cases that I just mentioned, do you go? Do, do you just sort of have blind faith in your numbers, or does your human brain enter the picture and you say to yourself, you know what, I even if my numbers show an edge, I just don't have it in me to bet on these players and, and these teams, and I certainly don't want to sit through it. Where do you fall on all that? I think there are certain teams that at certain parts of the season, like I would use the Pirates for example. Um, I don't, I don't really like betting on the Pirates, even if I have value on them, just because at this point I just think they're going through the motions. The the Nationals have kind of reached that level. Um, the Rockies, I, I, I watched a little bit of that game last night. There's just, you know, there's certain teams that they're aware that their management doesn't care and that they're not part of the future. And, you know, they just start going through the motions. So I, I try to keep track of, of teams like that. But at a certain point, I mean, if, if you're just going to keep jacking the lines up on favorites, you know, and we haven't seen it yet, but like if you were going to give me the Rockies plus 300 today, like maybe I'd bet it. I'm not going to watch it, but at a certain point, you could make you could make every number high enough to attract you know bets from somebody. Um, but but they're not they're not there yet. I mean they got to be significantly higher, 10, 20, 30 percent higher. Yeah, I'm seeing like a uh, at the highest plus 225 right now on the Rockies in a 2:10 Eastern game at Houston. Skill Alexander, Jason Weingarten talking baseball here on a numbers game at Vison the Sports Betting Network, Vison.com, the Vison app, Fubo Sling Game Plus, iHeartRadio, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Uh, however you're taking us in, we appreciate you being here with us this morning. Um, you're right. I mean, look, that's the nature of betting, right? There's a there's a price for everything. 
again, where you believe you're, you know, based on your numbers, there's a positive expected value, right? That's the nature of all things betting, that if you ran the simulation a hundred times or a thousand times, that, you know, that particular number, whatever it is, plus 225, plus 250, plus 275, however high it gets, becomes a good wager. I guess what I'm, just to clarify what I'm asking is, that's a wonderful mechanical thing to to show loyalty to for those of us who bet baseball by the numbers. But it is, as you point out, and I think this is the thing, especially in the dog days, especially as we go to August now and September, um, you just do wonder about the, the human element of motivation. And as a better, like you've got to really figure out, that's, that's a lot more qualitative than it is quantitative to figure out what teams care and what teams don't. And so that is, that's the conundrum, if you will, of this late, late baseball season. And just from, for you, if your numbers do show, like, again, on Colorado, let's say, let's say your strike price, as you said, is, okay, plus 300. It's not going to get there. But let's say your strike price was, was plus 260. And let's say by game time this afternoon it gets there. Are you really betting them? Oh, we're losing the audio on Jason. Let's move around, Jason. Are you okay? Yeah, you hear me? Um, there we go. We got you now. Go ahead. I'll make I'll make a small bet on it, but also it just becomes an issue of, you know, how much money are you prepared to lose on a Rockies game in August? Um, That's you know, what so, I'm saying. So it'll 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 drop my bet size just because at this point I can you know I can be selective in my bets and I can say you know I just don't feel like subjugating myself to the next three or four hours of, of being annoyed by this. So, you know, yeah. maybe I'll just bet a couple hundred, a couple hundred bucks on it or something instead of a much larger bet. See, that's my point. Why am I really going to sit through the next three hours of this being annoyed? Uh, what did you bet, if anything, so far today on the slate? Um, I have bet a couple games. I like the Braves this morning. Um, you still get them under minus 120. I like that. And I bet the Yankees. Yankees minus 130 with a guy I am not particularly familiar with pitching. I think I think that's a little bit of a square play, uh, but I like it. And I bet the Indians. I bet the Indians plus 134. I like that down to plus 130. All right, let's review those. Atlanta tonight, Toussaint on the hill, minus 120, you said, against uh, Cincinnati. That's at least the consensus, what I'm showing right now. Atlanta against Cincinnati. Atlanta chasing the Phillies in the National League East. Cincinnati chasing the Padres for the number two wild card position. Yankees this morning, 210 Eastern, 1110 Pacific. Is it uh, Lutke on the mound against Singer? Yankees, I don't know, again, shop around for these because these are all over the place. I'm seeing as low as minus 130 on the Yankees. And then the other one was the Tribe. Uh, tribe in action. Uh, also, uh, a game that takes place this evening, Quantrill against Montas. Uh, Frankie Montas of the uh, of the Oakland Athletics. Quantrill and the Tribe plus 133. Home dogs. Bet it as low <clears throat> down to plus one thirty. Uh, I asked Josh momentarily, or moments ago rather, about the Giants and the Dodgers. Giants still low plus money, but we're seeing the Dodgers now. We talk about like what's the price where you're willing to do this? The Dodgers as low as they have ever been to win the division, minus one forty. We're seeing in some spots. Would that be enough to induce you to make a Dodgers to win the NL West bet? Four games back here with just over a quarter of the season left. 
Kind of, yes. It would in the sense that I already have the Giants at like 10-1 to 1 or 12-1 to 1 or something. So I would do it just to kind of hedge my position, uh, you know, my risk on the Giants maybe. Uh, but I do think that, you know, every week that goes by with the, the Giants still being four or five games up is really kind of pressing the Dodgers to make a move. And I don't mean make a move for another player. I mean make a move in the standings. You're just you're going to run out of time at, at a certain point. And, you know, they're, they're getting closer to running out of time. Uh, but it is interesting this this, uh, this weekend. Dodgers have uh, – Dodgers play the Mets. They have uh, Bueller – Urias and Scherzer going. I think I think this weekend will go a long way in kind of seeing where the Mets are going, where the Dodgers are going. It's gonna a lot of stuff's gonna start getting resolved in the next week or so. Did a sort of extensive remaining strength of schedule analysis earlier this uh, earlier this week. Uh, Astros have the easiest among remaining AL teams that are in contention. A's have the hardest. Uh, in the NL, Reds and Phillies have the easiest, while the Padres and the Mets have the hardest. Are there teams below that I didn't include? So let's talk about teams that are hovering right around 500 in both leagues that did not make the sort of playoff picture race. Uh, but, but because we have more than a quarter of the season, I'm wondering if we're still sleeping because we're just we have just enough runway here where we might be sleeping on a couple clubs that have some time to get back in it. I'm talking about the Cardinals, who are 56 and 56 uh, in the National League. They're, I mean, you know, again, they're not going to win the division. They're 11 back, but for the wild card, it's a little closer than that. Uh, chasing the Padres, Cardinals, are we sleeping on them? Did they have a shot? And in the American League, what about the Mariners? The the Mariners are really more realistic. The Mariners and the Angels, by the way, that seems, at least in the Mariners' case, a tad more realistic than the Cardinals or the Angels, obviously, based on the standings, where the Mariners are only six and a half, only in quotes, behind the Athletics for the number two wild card position. And the Mariners, as I just mentioned, um, or maybe I didn't just mention it, but I mentioned it on Monday, besides the Astros, one of the easier schedules the rest of the way, and as I mentioned, the Athletics, the hardest of the remaining contending teams. Are the Mariners still live? Could you make a yes to make the playoffs bet on them? I do not think the Mariners are live. I think they're 4-9 and nine since they traded Kendall Graveman, uh, which was a good trade for them long term. It made sense, but I don't see them making the playoffs. I wouldn't put money on it. Uh, the Cardinals probably probably a little bit of a better chance. You can never never really count out the Cardinals, you know, the Cardinal Devil Magic and whatnot. But uh, no, I wouldn't wouldn't rush to bet either of those. I actually I bet some no and yes yes playoff props this week. Um, I bet no on the Padres. I bet no on the Mets. Yes on the Phillies. Yes on the Yankees. Uh, yes on the Blue Jays. Actually, that was a mm. interesting one. Um, but no, I didn't. I didn't bet. Uh, I didn't bet Mariners. I wouldn't bet Mariners. I don't. I don't think they have a playoff. By the way, all the yes nos you bet are are really consistent with again remaining strength of schedule percentages, uh, because the, the teams you mentioned on the yeses uh, have an easy path. Uh, relatively speaking, and the teams you went no on have a more difficult path. Relatively speaking, uh, we have we don't talk about rookie of the year markets as much as we do the others. Who is your AL and NL Rookie of the Years right now? And if uh, if books have these up, where might the bets be? Who do you got? Uh, I, I have Jonathan India to win in the NL. I, I wrote about this this week for Point Spread Weekly. Um, I think I think India has passed Rogers, and Rogers isn't really gonna 
see if the innings need to that. I mean, the Marlins aren't going to push them, you know, to win rookie of the year. It's just going to end up costing the Marlins more money to have a rookie of the year down the road. So um, I, I don't see the Marlins aggressively pushing him and letting him pitch the innings he needs. So I'm all, all on it on India. I, I bet that a little while ago. Uh, the AL is a little tighter. There's four or five guys are all making cases. You know, Adolis Garcia keeps hitting home runs, but he strikes out a lot, and his last 30-day numbers are awful. It's awful, awful batting average, awful LBP. Um, same with Akil Badu. He does some nice stuff, but his, his you know, average LBP, high strikeouts, all stuff I, I you know, don't like. Andrew Vaughn is the guy I think has the most value. If he's still 12-1 at that MGM, I would bet that. I think we bet that before the season. I bet that a bunch of times. Um, so I'm, I'm really high on Andrew Vaughn. He's, he's the best rookie contributing on a playoff team. Uh, Randy Rosarena just jumped to the favorite. I noticed that, too. Um, that's, that's a good sign. I bet him at 19-1. to His numbers are all right. They're just, they just don't jump off the page. So it's really anybody anybody has a chance to, to make a big run the last 50 games or so. But I, I think Andrew Vaughn's been the most consistent playing on a playoff team. I, I would vote for him over the other guys. And then there's Luis Garcia. I didn't even talk about him. Luis Garcia, yeah, also in, in the mix. You're really sold on Jonathan India. By the way, uh, just let's uh, maneuver your phone a second, Jason, to get back in the, uh, in the right pocket here. But you're really sold on India uh, in the National League. That's your guy now? Yeah, I mean, he, he he jumped to the favorite this week. He's been a starter all year, batting leadoff for the Reds. He was like a 400 OBP or something. It's real high for, yeah. uh, for anybody, let alone a rookie. Here are the DraftKings numbers on those. Jonathan India, the Reds infielder, minus 140 now, leading the way. Uh, or he's the short shot to win it here in the uh, National League Rookie of the Year race. DraftKings has these up. India, the favorite at minus 140. Trevor Rogers, plus 105. And then everybody else. 22 to 1 or longer. So it really did become a two man race. By the way, our guy, Cabrian Hayes, from before the season, 75 to 1. That's not going to happen. Uh, American League, as you pointed out, some of the numbers associated with the guys you mentioned. Arosa Reyna, who had the great postseason run, <clears throat> pardon me, with the Rays last year, is eligible for Rookie of the Year, plus 225. He's the short shot. Garcia, who you mentioned, 25 homers. When he was at 16, he was a co-leader for the Major League home run lead at 25 homers. He's at 3-1. to one. The aforementioned uh, Luis Garcia, plus 350 at DraftKings. Akil Badu, plus 550. Our guy Andrew Vaughn, who we had tickets on from uh, well before the season started, at 8-1 to one among that group. Haas, by the way, 10-1 to one is also in the mix. So you're right. I mean, even reflected in the numbers. But if, if, if you were to go with one player, it would be India at minus 140 in the uh, National League. And who would be the one player in the American League if I held you to one? I bet Vaughn at the, these numbers. I don't understand why Vaughn's higher priced than Akil Badu. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. It almost doesn't even make any sense to me that he's, high, he's lower than uh, Adolis Garcia. But... I, I get it. I get. I. I. I kind of understand where the numbers are coming from, but I think. I think Vaughn is still really mispriced to his performance. Okay, Vaughn eight to one. Again, wish we could bet DraftKings here in Nevada, but we can't. But for those who do have it in a uh, jurisdiction where you have DraftKings, that's what you. That's what you can get Andrew Vaughn on right now. The White Sox rookie. Okay. Um, let me ask you about this. If, if And we don't often go all the way to the World Series, but I want to ask you wild card games right now. 
uh, in the National League, if it is in fact the Dodgers and the Padres, who is your wild card starter right now for the Padres? For the Padres, probably probably you Darvish. Was that like who would you pick? Yeah, uh, it would be Darvish. But you are you a little concerned about uh, his game right now? It's going to be Darvish, I would imagine, right? If it is, if it's the Reds, who is it? Castillo. Oh, man, if it's the Reds, I don't even know. I, I, I guess probably Sonny Gray. I, I don't think you. I don't think I would trust Luis Castillo. I mean, he can give you one or one earned run or ten earned runs. You know what I mean? Like you're, you, that's just too high variance for me right now. If the playoffs are in the position in in the current standings, uh, you know the Giants would end up playing the wild card winner. And I would imagine if it's the Dodgers, the Giants would end up being dogs despite their best record in all of baseball. Uh, and then it would be, by current stats, again, by current standings, it would be the Phillies and the Brewers. Brewers would be the favorite there, obviously, with their pitching rotation. What would you make a Brewers-Dodgers championship series line? Dodgers, I don't know. I'd probably make Dodgers like a 180, 190 favorite or something. Uh, wow. Depends. Depends. Depends on the health of the pitchers when we get there. Um, you just never know with this kind of stuff of who's going to be healthy in a month from now. Or you know, Mookie Betts is going to be back on the DL. It looks like the Dodgers. The one thing the Dodgers haven't had any luck with this year, I'd say, is health. They've they haven't had their their all their guys in the lineup, you know. I think they've had like four lineups with their optimal, you know, lineups or four games with their optimal lineups. Just sometimes you get bad luck and have a bad year, and guys get hurt. Uh, kind of seeing that with Dodgers now, just with their, you know, just bad luck. But I give another month before I start making playoff prices. Real quick, Jason, let's uh, move the phone one last time. Last question. If it's if it's the Red Sox Athletics, again, we're doing this by current standings. If it's a Red Sox Athletics wild card game in the American League, what's that pitching matchup? Ooh, uh, Chris Bassett and Chris Sale. If you Chris tell Sale. Me. I think yeah. 100, 100% you're starting Chris Sale you're in a wild card game. 100%. He'll probably be a big favorite there. Um, that would then mean... You know, what would it be? The Rays would end up playing the Red Sox. Can teams in the same division play in the, in the division series? I believe they can, right? I believe they can, yeah. I believe, I believe so. I don't, I don't think the Red Sox are going to make the playoffs. I, I don't either. I think the Yankees are going to make the playoffs. Yeah. Um, if it's the Yankees, and the, if it's the Yankees, who are, they, who are they going with? Garrett Cole, I guess, right? I go with Cole. That's what you pay him all the money for. Yeah, that's what you pay him the money for. It's the Blue Jays. There's the real question. If it's the Blue Jays, who do you go with? Ryu, Barrios, or Ray? Ooh, I'd go with Ray because he's had the best season. I think I think Barrios is probably the best choice, but I I can see that being a, a very hard decision. Yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Blue Jays and the Yankees as the two playoff teams out of the uh, AL East with all the the stuff to come still. Man, I would love to see that. And I know there's some Yankees fans and Blue Jays fans who would uh, say the same. Blue Jays back in Toronto, and boy, do they love their team. And don't forget that uh, Toronto playoff stretch, how uh, rabid that crowd was uh, some years ago. The Joey Bats year, if you will, and the Bat Flip year. Uh, thank you, Jason. We appreciate it, man. Uh, fun to think about, and uh, look forward to more chats as the season progresses, man. 
Jason Weingarten from under a cloud of smoke at Southern Cali at Spreadopedia is where you can follow him on Twitter. Point Spread Weekly Contributor. Uh, check out his piece on baseball there. Rookies of the Year fleshed out in that piece. Brady Cannon will join us next. He hosts the Lombardi Line, top of the hour. Wyndham Championship. Who's going to try to uh, sneak their way into the FedEx Cup? We'll analyze that next. It Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. Oh, my friends love it. I love that it's kids-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. Numbers Game brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. Here's how betting messes with your head. Uh, we have James Duckworth plus the games versus Yannick Center. Uh, a little part of me this morning was like, should I take James Duckworth straight up against center? My numbers sort of say to. I just don't want to get in front of the center train. Duckworth up a break, 4-1 to one in the first set, and already my brain's like, I should have played him outright. Can't let that happen. Just happy with my plus four and a half games, which is off to a good start in that one. Uh, Duckworth up four to one up a break against Sinner. They're in Toronto where they are playing tennis. The weather is cooperating today. Brady Cannon is here. He's the co-host of Long Shots, the greatest golf betting show there ever was. He does it with his buddy Wes Reynolds, all of our buddies Wes Reynolds. At Wes Reynolds 1, the number one is where you can find Wes. At Las Vegas Golfer is where you can find Brady. How you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing very well. Uh, can we talk about the, the St. Jude, the FedEx from last week? Oh, do we have to? I had Harris English. Oh. Oh. 
I'm still not quite over it. Oh, I did not know that. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, that's okay. It was uh, it's quite a sweat, wasn't it? It, it was an amazing tournament. It was the highlight of sports tournament. this past weekend. I, yeah, I, I really like the WGC events. Obviously, it's a ton of star power. I hit Justin Thomas in this event in Memphis last year, and mm-hmm. I thought I was ready to go back-to-back. Man. He was at 20 under par at one point, and mind you, 16 under par won the tournament. Yes, which was an amazing thing to see Matsuyama and Burns in the clubhouse and have everybody come back to them. I'll ask you what I asked Wes on Monday, which is, what was your biggest takeaway as we approach the FedEx Cup? Oh, what did you learn? Did you learn most was, was English's, and I'll put collapse in quotes because that sounds more dramatic than it mm-hmm. was, but English not being able to get there, uh, or, or conversely, Bryson being in it, right? Because before the tournament, what was he, 35 to 1? He yeah. was not expected to compete in this. No, and I didn't expect him either. So, like, w- were one of those things the biggest takeaway? Or was it the fact that the guys who were just bubbling under, like the DJs of the world, who we didn't get didn't get much pub, they were right up there. If not for, like, you know, two bad days, they might have run away with it themselves. What, what was your biggest takeaway? It was a great tournament. I agree. It was a great watch, and, and it was tough to see English collapse. I mean, when he got to 20 under, I felt really good about my ticket. Uh, he had a two-shot lead with five holes to play and couldn't even make it into the playoff. Um, but I thought... English was super classy in his post-round interview. He sure was. He did not throw Bryson under the bus. In fact, he defended Bryson DeChambeau. And I think, you know, maybe let's cool down on all the heckling. So and, I asked that of people. And, and maybe maybe Kepka should come out and say, look, we Thank obviously you, don't like each other, but let's not bug the guy. I mean, he's already apparently got enough issues of his own. Um, but uh, I really think... That Bryson's erratic play, which turned into slow play because he was in trouble quite a bit, um, I I really think that affected Harris English. I do, and you're right. Harris English was super classy about it. I'm with you on the heckling. I know it's not like a popular macho thing to say, but it's like, okay, enough. And Brooks Kepka should. It was should, fun for a while. It was but, fun. You know, Brooks Kepka should come out and say, okay, can we, can we just play golf at this point? That would be the well, classic thing to do. Cup to worry about, too, where they're on the same team. Right. So... Maybe do that. I mean, I just thought that was there was so much to glean for future bets. I think there's a lot to glean from that kind of stuff. And the DeChambeau point, I think, might, I mean, it was one thing to see DJ and other big name golfers. Obviously, the whole field was big name, but some of those, you know, the elite players of the world were right up there. But the Bryson DeChambeau point, and we're going to talk about the Wyndham Championship here after the break, but the Bryson DeChambeau point is to me the most interesting, I think, of all of it because. We just don't have a grasp as to when that dude is going to be right in the mix on any given week or when he's just going to, you know, as we talked about before, late in some tournaments when he's in it, he'll just not really do any game theory stuff and he'll just power through. I'm playing the Bryson way. And so he becomes a sort of volatile pick um, to have in your pocket as a ticket. So he's just he's a tough guy to really grasp as a better. I agree, and I think that's reflective of what has been going on in his life on and off the course lately. He, it's very erratic. I mean, every, everything he does is volatile, and that's reflected in what we saw in the final round on Sunday in Memphis. And, and like you say, other times he can go out and, and just storm a field like he did at the U.S. Open or at Bay Hill. Um, he's very erratic, and, and I think that's also kind of the game that he plays. If his 
uh, ball off the tee is not accurate, he's going to be in trouble in a lot of in a, on a lot of different golf courses. Now, it wasn't really the case at winged foot. He was able to power through the rough and whatnot. But um, I think his game, it, it's kind of feast or famine. It's not steady Eddie just driving no. the middle of the fairway, one of these, uh, you know, Kevin Kistner types or something. Yeah. He, he's he's kind of all or nothing. The Paul and Casey. He's kind of nothing on Sunday. That's right. The Paul Casey, I will I will score in every single tournament that I show up in kind of thing. All right. Uh, we'll talk Wyndham Championship with Brady next. That's the last tournament before the three-week FedEx Cup. Brady's going to let us know who's uh, who's got to play well to get in to the field next week and where all of his bets are this week. That's next. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game with Gil Alexander. Now that the NFL preseason has kicked off, it's the perfect time for you to huddle up with the VEASAN Pro Football Betting Guide. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. The guide is only 20 bucks, and discounts are available when you buy both the NFL and college guide. Reserve your copy or sign up for VEASAN All Access and get everything we offer for the entire football season. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. That's VEASAN.com slash subscribe. As is the case every year, we get asked to do a uh, little survey of what teams we think in the NFL, all of those at, at VEASAN, uh, win the Super Bowl, win the uh, respective conferences, division, wild cards, that kind of thing. Uh, I found myself writing Falcons into the NFC wild card mm. picture. You okay. Know? I think that wild card prediction is the toughest part. It is. I think picking a division winner and Super Bowl, and you know, you can kind of come up with that stuff. But gosh, who's going to win the wild card? That I think at this point of the year or prior to the year, that that's a tough guess. Somebody that no one expects usually uh, usually gets there. That's for sure. All right, Brady. Uh, Wyndham Championship at uh, Stetchfield Country Club in Greensboro, North Carolina, this week. It precedes the three-week FedEx Cup, which is the Northern Trust there in Jersey City, the BMW Championship in Owings Mills, Maryland, and then, of course, the Tour Championship back in Atlanta. Um, who's trying to get into the FedEx field? Who's on the bubble this week? Well, you know, they take the top 125 mm -hmm. on the FedEx Cup points list. And right now at 125 is your good buddy Bo Hogue. So he is right inside guy. the number there. At 126, local Las Vegas resident Scott Piercy. Nate Lashley, Michael Thompson at 128, Camilo Bajegas at 129, and then Ricky Fowler at number 130. Man. But Fowler is actually exempt. He's going to have to fall back on a career earnings exemption, which you don't really expect Ricky Fowler was ever going to have to go that deep to qualify for a postseason. And then if you look at the other side, at 124 is Matt Kuchar. Uh, Ryan Armour at 122 is a guy I'm on this week for the Wyndham Championship. And, you know, I, we spoke with Andy Molitor about, you know, these guys that are on the bubble. Ches Reeve is another guy that Andy and I are both on. He's at 114th in the point standings. You know, is motivational factor for these guys to get into the playoffs? Is that something that you can bet on in a tournament like this where they're, they're playing for their they're playing for a lot of money? They're playing for their jobs. And, you know, I think both Andy and I feel that's certainly not 
I, I believe the primary area you want to lean on with your handicap, you're still looking at skill sets and the models sure. and that type of thing and who's expected to play well at this course. But I think there's a little something to it. Uh, and, and for some guys, it could be a bad thing to have that type of right. pressure on them. And I, I think one point. of the guys that I actually faded in a matchup this week, I went with Brian Harmon against uh, Will Zalatoris. I took Harmon over Zalatoris. Zalatoris has like a temporary PGA membership. Okay, it's a special exemption thing. And for him to get into the postseason, for him to get into the FedEx Cup playoffs, which start next week, he has to win this event. That's pressure. Now, it's interesting. He's kind of in a familiar part of the country. He went to Wake Forest. He was on the Arnold Palmer Scholarship there, which is also similar to a guy who probably has more success at this course than anybody else in Webb Simpson. Also went to Wake Forest on the Arnold Palmer Scholarship. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see those two paired together this week. But uh, So say again, who has to win this? Because some people Will Zalatoris. Will Zalatoris must win this to get he into the postseason. He has to win it to get into the postseason. So you talk about pressure. I, and he has been in great form. I believe he's coming back from a little bit of an injury, had to withdraw from a tournament recently, if I recall. Um, but I think that is really a lot to put on a guy's shoulders, and uh, I went against him in a matchup this week. Here are the uh, Wyndham Championship odds, by the way, to win this tournament. Hideki Matsuyama, who I thought thought was about to win the WGC yeah. FedEx St. Jude in the first playoff hole last week, lipped out a putt. Hideki's 12-1, to so is the aforementioned Webb Simpson. Louis Oosthuizen, uh, fourteen to one. He had a uh, you know what is? I hope it's not becoming a signature for Louis, which is contention, contention, and contention, and then a bad hole late on Sunday. Uh, that's what happened to him last week again. Fourteen to one. Everybody else is twenty-five to one or longer. Beginning with both Zalatoris and Jason Kokrak. Uh, and you have Harmon over Zalatoris in a head-to-head you already mentioned. So all, let, let's throw up the Brady graphic with all of his uh, his plays here at the Wyndham, ultimately. And you can walk us through some of these, Brady. Yeah, my initial thought with Webb Simpson, I saw him in the neighborhood of 10 or 11 or 12 to 1. And I was like, that's too short. And then I found him at 14 to 1. And so I took a little stab with that. I thought 14 was definitely too high of a price on this guy. Now, he had been in bad form. He had to withdraw from the Wells Fargo Championship. He had some pain in his neck and he really kind of went sideways after that but his last two starts he's finished top 20 did so at TPC Southwind in Memphis last week and also at the Open Championship and I think there's some similarities to last week with TPC Southwind to what we're going to have here this week and Webb is just such a horse for this course I figure he's going to be in the mix again I think it's the last five years in a row he's finished top five I mean he's a machine here so I took the machine at 14 to 1 Russell Henley his stats really fly off the page. Kevin Na has a great history here. Uh, you know, basically, if you look at my guys, they are short, accurate hitters of the of the golf ball off the tee. They hit greens in regulation, and they scramble well. If you're hitting a lot of fairways and a lot of greens this week, and you happen to find a hot putter, you can win this thing. About the only guy that doesn't really fit that mold on my card is Bubba Watson, but I thought 75-1 to 1 was a really high price on one of the class players in this field, and if you look back a few weeks at the Rocket Mortgage class in Detroit. That is also a Donald Ross design, which we have here this week at Sedgefield. And Bubba finished top 10 that week, had a really good week up in Minnesota, or at Detroit Golf Club, rather. Uh, So I took a stab with Bubba just because I thought that number was too high. But basically, the other guys uh, just fit that mold of great ball strikers, very accurate off the tee. And if they can find a hot putter, maybe we'll get a winner. 
Any other head-to-heads besides Harmon over Zalatoris? I also played Sunjay M over Siwoo Kim. Hmm. Uh, I think that uh, pressure of the Olympics that Sunjay M and Siwoo Kim were under and, and the military commitment and whatnot, I think that has gotten past them. That was a big you know, hurdle to yeah. try and get over there with the Olympics. And, and now Sunjay's kind of just back to normal life on the PGA Tour. And he's had great success at this golf course. And so has Siwoo. Siwoo's won here before. But I think Siwoo's form is off right now. Now, and I'm going to bet on Sun JM to better him this week. All right. Can't wait for this. Can't wait for the FedEx Cup. Uh, what year again did you win the Masters? Remind 85. Us. See, nobody remembers because right. Jack really overshadowed it the next year. <laughs> 86. I've never been invited to the Champions Dinner, but huh. I do have the jacket. So, yeah. we, you know, you can all see that. What an oversight. What an oversight by Pains the folks me down to this there day. in Augusta. Um, by the way, Brady Cannon. Oh, by the way, Super Contest Champion from years gone by. What uh, in the last thirty seconds here? What contest do you plan on entering? What handicap? Well, contest? I, I'm going to do the super contest once again, and going to do the circa million. And I know you had great success last year. Ultimately, uh, didn't work out for you, but Survivor, you and Amal Shah both here with the network got a long way in Survivor. Survivor, for some reason, is just not my cup of tea. I'm not as good at, at that. I, I am so locked into looking at teams against the spread rather than straight up. Hmm. I, I'm just not good at that format. Wow. It's an interesting one to be good at versus the other one, that's for sure. Brady Cannon, everybody, who hosts the uh, Lombardi line at the top of the hour with the great Michael Lombardi. Is Michael there today or is he no, off? No, Mr. Reynolds. Mr. Reynolds. Wes Reynolds, equally great, by the way. Thank you, Brady. Appreciate it. You bet. All right, we'll come back. Eric Giger from Pro Football Focus. Some macro football questions for him from an uh, analytics perspective there at PFF. That's next. It's a numbers game at Visa the Sports Betting Network. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. 
It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real, live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun! Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. Oh, my friends love it. I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. to a numbers game with Gil Alexander. Raise the stakes with BetMGM. It's the best time to sign up because they're giving new customers a shot at an easy hundred bucks. Register using code VSIN100 and win a hundred dollars in free bets when you place a one dollar money line wager on the Cardinals or Pirates today and either team hits a homer. BetMGM is always ready to help you turn big plays into major paydays. Enjoy innovative parlay selection builders, daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use code VSIN100 to win a hundred dollars when you bet one dollar on the Cardinals or Pirates, and either team hits a home run. Only at BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, new customer offer. Paid in free bets, eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. I'm not really sure why I go into Howard Cosell voice there at the end. By the way, James Duckworth, first set over Yannick Sinner, 6-3. We had a uh, first set... Uh, uh, lead for uh, Jill Teichman last night is a plus 316 dog. That didn't get home, but remember, we're catching four and a half games here with Duckworth. So a very favorable start to that wager. Uh, let's talk some NFL, and let's bring him in. We always enjoy talking NFL with him, no matter the time of the calendar year. From Pro Football Focus, it's Eric Eager. You can follow him on Twitter at PFF underscore Eric. So nobody else at Pro Football Focus could ever be hired with the name of Eric. It's Eric Eager. How you doing, Eric? Gil, yeah, even though uh, we'll talk football at any time, I feel like now is is becoming even better. It's uh, uh, The season feels like it's about to start relatively soon here. I am so pumped for it. Do you do anything with preseason from your perspective, or you just kind of throw that to the side? I bet I bet under in the in the Hall of Fame game, which got some good closing line value. I'll bet some teasers because those uh, totals are so low. Um, but yeah, for the most part, it, it's mostly just fun money. I'm doing a little bit of CFL right now too, just to sort of get the muscles uh, <laughs> uh, stronger again. But yeah, I mean, obviously, like you, you don't have, you don't want to spend a lot on the on the preseason, that's for sure. Well, the big news this morning, and uh, we uh, we talked about it last hour. Chris Mortensen broke it. Uh, we had the prognosis on Carson Wentz and Quentin Nelson, for that matter, with similar foot injuries, five to 12 weeks. The old five to 12-week diagnosis, Eric, which meant at the time, hey, he might be back for the opening game, these two guys, or it might be like a mid-season kind of thing. Well, Chris Mortensen reports that for both, it's trending to opening day. So uh, enjoy Jacob Eason and Sam Ellinger while you can. But he says, uh, Mortensen does, that they're they're competing for the backup role. Uh, that's a huge thing for the Philadelphia Eagles, who could have a second-round draft pick turn into a first. Where do you stand on Carson Wentz heading into the season? 
Well, I, I think that, you know, we do forget really quickly the fact that he was a pretty good quarterback from 2017 to 2019. Um, and, you know, that that can't be lost in looking at his sort of replacement level season a year ago. Um, but, you know, injuries are not, a, you know, injuries have never, uh, you know, done him well. Uh, I think Nelson, you know, th that's a, that's a tough haul for him, um, you know, right away here. And so I, to me, I still think if you grab Seahawks plus three, let's say minus 125, um, you know, like a couple weeks ago, you're sitting pretty. Um, but I wouldn't necessarily say uh, that if you laid it now with Seattle, given the current price that you'd be making a smart wager. I asked you this question on primetime action, so forgive me for repeating it, but I think it's a worthwhile uh, answer from you and because I, I want to repeat it here for the morning audience, which is from your perspective at Pro Football Focus, and you crunch all the numbers, you view football in a way that most handicappers, let's face it, do not. Um, what is the single biggest mistake that you observe football bettors make on a week-to-week -week basis? Yeah, and actually, I just because we're finishing the touches on our you know model for the season, and um, it's it's not dealing with this non-stationarity in the league. Um, so, for example, like a lot of people with when you know, uh, we know that totals have gone up consistently every single year. So, any model for totals is going to have to have some indicator for the year or the sort of um, you know environment that you're in. However. That, that environment is not monotone. It's not uh, continuous. And the, the big question I had is when you're looking at totals for 2021, are we going to be dealing in league environments that are 2020-like? Are they 2019-like? Are they 2018-like? And, and because if you look at sort of like the league-wide totals, 2018 was a watershed year for totals. I think it was roughly around 46.7% uh, points per game and and that was due to a lot of healthy quarterbacks a lot of you know penalties weren't really called holding penalties weren't really called in the first half of the season and um and then in 2019 we had more quarterback injuries we had Andrew Luck retire and he lost about a point per game in the totals and then obviously last year you saw three points jump up there and so when handicapping 2021 it's it's more art than science to sort of hypothesize okay right. a little bit more home field advantage we have a little but we do have a league-wide environment that's more conducive to passing and things like that what will sort of like the baseline total be for an nfl game in the fall it's so interesting i think i made this point on primetime when we talked about this before it's so interesting that in baseball we talk about that ad nauseum, right? Like, oh, the, the ball is doing this, or the ballparks play this way. But we never do that in football, and I don't know why that is, and that's why great uh, analytics sites like Pro Football Focus are there to help us along with that. But you're right, it is a little uh, bit of art there involved. What then, again, just trying to ask uh, macro questions, what is the, by your numbers, a team that you think the general uh, market has wrong to the good, and what's a team that you think... Uh, perhaps is is really underrated. Yeah, I think when you look at an overrated team, and I, I've sort of gotten some flack for this, but I do think the Washington football team is just maybe a little overrated right now. You look, um, uh, I know you guys have had Drew and Andy from the the Deep Dive podcast on on this network, and you know we, we they did a really thorough deep dive into sort of like the schedule 
imperfections for them. They 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 face a couple teams coming off of a bye. They have to go to they have to go to Las Vegas six days after a Monday Night Football game. Um, they they have a number, and then they also have just a top five schedule in terms of difficulty and opponent. And, and so when we look at what our anchor is for them. Uh, a lot of people are like, oh, they're a seven-win team. You add another another game. Ryan Fitzpatrick certainly worth a win over Alex Smith and uh, Kyle Allen and those guys. And when you look back and say, okay, but who did they actually beat last year? Uh, and you look and they say it's Nick Mullins. It's two Eagles quarterbacks. It's both backup quarterbacks for Dallas. Um, and and you're looking like they only played and they big beat Big Ben, but Big Ben sort of on the downswing. They only really played three decent quarterbacks all season last year. And so I was over them on five last year. And I feel like I was lucky to really get that over to hit. And I think five, five and a half should really have been sort of the, the baseline number for that team last year. If everybody stays healthy in that division, they're probably a five win team. And so then the question when viewing them as an eight and a half win team is, did they improve three wins? That's a humongous jump when the quarterback you, you acquired was somebody like Ryan Fitzpatrick and not somebody like Tom Brady. And you look at the schedule they have this year. I mean, you have Wilson, you have Rogers, you have Mahomes, you have Brady, you have a lot of great quarterbacks on that schedule. And we saw in the playoff game, you know, every Everybody talks about the Taylor Heineke game, but they gave up 31 to Tom Brady and gave up over 500 yards despite like eight drops by Chris Godwin. So I do think that they're a team that everybody loves that I'm a little lower on and a team that I like. I've said this on this network a lot. I like the Jets over six. I think that's a really good number. Um, I, I like what Robert's Law offers. I like what Zach Wilson offers. And when I look at the other teams in that division, I think all three of the teams above them are going to take a step back this year. Can we, can we go back to Washington for a second? Because I've watched a uh, Washington football team game or two in my lifetime. Um, <laughs> this is uh, this is it's such an interesting schedule for all the reasons you stated. And then there's that weird, quirky thing that I don't think I ever remember happening in the history of NFL scheduling, which is it's always rare to have a team have to play another team twice in a three-week span. Washington has it happen back-to-back late in the season. Cowboys at Eagles at Cowboys Eagles, by the way, followed by at Giants. So five of their six division games are all at the back of the season. So while everything you're saying is true, there is this interesting stretch at the end where even if there's kind of behind the eight ball, they can still perhaps win a division with those games remaining. And I like Ron Rivera and coaching staff better than I do Mike McCarthy and, and coaching staff on a sort of quick turnaround. We don't really know what we're going to get from Nick Sirianni, but I like the Washington advantage late. Is that fair? Absolutely. I think if you if you like under eight and a half, you really hope that they go into that last five games of the season almost under that already, right? Like you want them having that ninth loss um, by the time by, in Las Vegas against the Raiders, because I do think that there is a situation where all like, I don't think much of the Eagles at all. Um, I also think, I think the giants are actually the best bet in that division. Currently it was Washington when they were four to one. Now they're like two and a half to one. Yeah. I think I think it's probably I think it's probably fair. I have them at 29%, which is right around that number. Um, but yeah, if you like under for them, you're absolutely right. I think that the last five games are really conducive to them turning it on. So if they if they steal a game or two, which Ryan Fitzpatrick is certainly capable of, if they steal a game or two, then that stretch is is one where they can go over the win total. On the other hand, though, Ryan Fitzpatrick is a quarterback that as well 
as he can play against some of the great quarterbacks, <laughs> yeah. he can lose a game to a Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I think I'm familiar with that. It seems to recall some of those performances. Uh, Eric, I could talk to you for hours about this, and we'll have to have you back uh, often. But uh, in our last minute here, we just had something in our VEASAN Pro Football Betting Guide that we do every year where everybody at VEASAN writes down, you know, typical thing. Who do you think is going to win every division? Who do you think is going to win the conference and the Super Bowl? We also have to pick the three wildcard teams. And I found myself writing Falcons into an NFC wildcard. Who would be your surprise wildcard team in either the NFC or AFC? Well, and Gil, the market agrees with you, right? Like they open at seven minus 130, 140. It got to seven and a half minus 145. They traded Julio. You lost about 20 cents. And those 20 cents have come back since the Julio trade. Mm-hmm. If you look at Pinnacle, they're over seven and a half minus 145 or so. Uh, I, I hear reports out of Atlanta that Arthur Smith um, is as sharp as any coach they've had there for a long time. And I think that will be a humongous boost. So I like that one. Uh, I like that one a lot. I, I think you're Arizona is a team um, that can surprise people. And even though they're out of a tough division, there's a lot of things that can go wrong for them. So um, they're a team, I think, that has good, like a good number there that you could bet for them to go to the playoffs as a surprise team. Eric Eager, Pro Football Focus. Thank you, Eric, as always. Of course. Thanks for having me. Always love talking football with Eric Eager. Always love talking football, period. Can't wait for the season to be here. What are we, 11 days away from uh, college football? No, I jumped the gun. 17 days away from college football. Uh, Enjoy. Lombardi line is next. Let's get James Duckworth home. Good luck from all of us at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast.